Hey everyone, before we get going, I want to tell you about Flock Designs. They make fun t-shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and such. They say fun things like, don't settle for fame, strive for infamy, and inspirational stuff like, all I am is confidence. Help us support the show by using the promo code POPCORN15 and you'll get 15% off your order. They're adding new stuff all the time. Check them out. Their link is in the show notes. You can also see their stuff on Instagram, at Flock Designs, F-L-O-C-H Designs, all one word. Thanks, and now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ticket Stubs and Popcorn. I'm Peter. And I'm Frank. How's it going, everybody? And we are back Welcome with back. another podcast. It's good. Another podcast. Here we go. Yep. We yeah. have the uh, we have the looks for podcasting. So you said it. Fantastic. You said it. So and yes, we today's do. featured actor is you gotta be honest. This is one of my favorite, favorite performers, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, I um I'll be honest, I kind of like I looked for roles for him where I thought that, I don't know, for me, he always seems to play someone who's kind of like um, smarmy, I guess. I haven't, I don't know. I'll just start talking about roles of his that I like. So I liked him in Talented Mr. Ripley, yes, where he was just sort of like in the way all the time. You know, and you could see, um, you know, Matt Damon's character getting all, you know, annoyed with him. He's just sort of like, you know, he's like that rich kid who knows he's the rich kid and he knows <laughs> that you're not the rich kid, even though you're playing the rich kid. And I'll be honest, I kind of wanted to kill him, too. He was annoying, yeah. you know, um, and, and but he was good at it. I mean, it was a good role. It worked for him. Um, and he did, you know, his presence did create, you know, some tension because you knew that, you know, he's uh, that Tom's going to, you know, be in trouble if this dude like just sort of, you know, goes a little bit further in his inquiries. So um, so I liked that. I liked that role um, along those same sort of smarmy lines um, would be his role in Red Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, as his, as that, you know, sleazy reporter. Reporter, sure. Frankly, gets what I think he deserves. Um, So, yeah, he's just sort of like sleazy. See, Philip Seymour Hoffman to me, like he's never, I've never seen him be funny, you know, maybe in um, um, uh, the dude movie um, that you might pick. Um, anyway, so, but he's always sort of like smarmy is the best word that I have. And he's the same in my third pick boogie nights where he's just kind of like this pathetic little hanger on, you know? And he's just like, he's like that kind of kid that, you know, sort of smells like maple syrup or something like that. He was that kid in elementary school, you know? He's, Um, he's also trying to come to grips, I think with his, um, uh, homosexuality in that movie boogie nights yeah and yeah, where he, he does not he, do that he doesn't want well. anything to jeopardize the family feel that's going on within um you know uh, burt reynolds little family there because right. he's got so, nobody yeah else. he's afraid Nothing you know else. he's a little afraid at how 
maybe the toxic masculinity within that business, the porn industry might not, you know, look at him the same anymore. And I think he, so he, he's a little worried, you know, so he's, he's got other stuff going on, but yeah, you're right. He's, he's a little smarmy. And uh, yeah, yeah. but he's also like that character. I don't think that like him coming out in that movie would have made anybody in that group like him less because it wasn't really all that clear that they liked him that much to begin with. Yeah. It's just just like, yeah, he was like the, the, the community annoying little brother tag along kind of dude, you know? So, um, but yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, I get that he's talented. Yeah. Fine. Um, But I've never, I've never gone, oh, new Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. He's fine. As far as I can say, I mean, it's not. See, I, I, I always, I always, I loved Philip Seymour. I really. All right. So give me your three because I, 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 I can't, felt, I can't I felt really that, gush. I felt that Philip Seymour Hoffman was really just an incredible actor. And um, I'm going to just say that there are certain uh, limitations that Hollywood puts on stars. And I'm talking, you know, stars of the highest magnitude. And there are certain limitations that they have. And for instance, he's not a, he's not a pretty boy. There are times where his, uh, his weight is a little more <laughs> than normal and there are times where you know he he'll like have um that crazy unruly red hair and more and there there are certain things about him physically that would have i think limited him in some respects but he is such a good actor that he could play anything and well it was always like, amazing he's not a movie He's not a movie star. No, not but he's like, all, no. But I also wouldn't call him capital A actor. He's one of those, like, he's a movie actor. I don't know. I, I think you he's an I mean? actor with the capital A, but. All right. Just, but, so let me, let me just start off with, he's, he is, I, I, um, I'll, I'll go with um, uh, Big, Big Lebowski first, just because I always seem to pick, even if people aren't in this movie, I'll still pick this movie as one of their top three. Right. So, um, yeah, he's uh, probably saw it. Yeah, exactly. He's Brant. He's the he's the uh, right hand man of the big Lebowski, the other Lebowski. And um, it is it's just great how he has to he's got to be the conduit to everything else because the real big Lebowski, he's not going to get his hands soiled and he's just trying to pull strings. And poor Brandt is always just there trying to find, Oh, what happened to bunny? How is he going to be able to get the dude on, uh, you know, get, get him in line to try to solve this thing. And it's like, you get the feeling that Brandt doesn't know all the information either. He's only given these tasks every day to do. And some of them are uncomfortable for him and his personality. And uh, he's just, it is, he's got to be apologetic in some way. He's got to kind of glad hand in another way, but in another way, he has to also like 
represent the big Lebowski to the dude. Like, no, uh, Mr. Lebowski's not happy about that. You know, stuff like that. And it's just, it's just funny when you see a guy like smarmy guy, where like he's kind of of officious, grinning fool. Yeah, it is just this officious, grinning fool. He's just like a, you know, like a a a sycophant, and he's got a just, you know, he's he he's the toady to (laughs) to at the big Lebowski, and uh, it's just funny. It's how he has to manipulate things, and just how he has to laugh things off. Things that he doesn't find funny, or ha, ah, ah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love it when he's 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 uncomfortable because he seems to be uncomfortable often in that in that well, role. Well, when when he when like you know, Bunny's like, oh, I'll I'll suck you off for fifty dollars. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, oh, she's, ah. she's she's so lively. You know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like she's so ah, spirited. Oh, that's that bunny. <laughs> so spirited. Oh, so I just I I just love that role. It's great to see him kind of squirm a little bit. <laughs> and uh, um, the, uh, the and now let let me tell you, you may not have had as difficult a time. I had a very difficult time narrowing this down to three. Um, he's, he's in some movies that I easily could have picked. I did not pick these movies, but I easily could have gone with doubt where he's the priest, uh, Magnolia, where he's the caretaker, uh, late quartet where he's the, the son-in-law. And, um, I could, I, I could have picked any of those movies, but I went with, uh, big big Lebowski first. That that's not my favorite role, but I'm just I, that was my first yeah. pick. Other one is uh, Capote, where he plays Truman Capote. And if you think about, well, Truman Capote's been gone for a while now. But if you think about what Truman Capote looked like, his physical build, he's this yeah, and the undersized blonde, at times skinny. Um, if they with this high pitched voice, and then they get Philip Seymour Hoffman, who at sometimes, like I said, had a little bit of a weight problem. Um, they slick his hair back, and he he becomes this multifaceted, you know, Truman Capote on screen. And some there are some times where you're like, oh, he's this. He's this well-educated, sometimes worldly guy, and he's got friends. And other times you're like, boy, he's really become abrasive. And he's just, he's, you could see how a lot of people are just like, okay, you're really aggravating me. You know what I mean? He's got this holier than thou, I'm the smartest man in the room kind of thing. And he's just like driving people crazy, but he's caught up in this, when he's writing um, his nonfiction book uh, in Cold Blood, which is the time period that the movie takes place. So, you know, he gets involved emotionally with um, the the two men who are up on trial for murder, which is what the, the book is about. And um, and you you see him and he has this like roller coaster of emotions 
where at times he's caught up into like, why, you know, about the death penalty, like, are they going to get executed? Can we get a stay of reprieve? And so he kind of like falls into them, but he's also falling into the, his own, like his friends or quote unquote, his circle of friends, which sometimes aren't, he's not very friendly with. And, um, it is, in uh, he's good friends, um, from childhood, he's good friends with um, Harper Lee, who's um, goes by Nell to her friends. So she's so she's a good friend with Truman Capote, and uh, and there are times where she's just like, you know, I need some time away from you. You're just you're just too much. You know what I mean? She isn't crazy about how he is, and he's got a bit of an attitude. And it's just great to see this person, this character who is a real-life author and personality portrayed by Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I like that one. Um, You still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure. (laughs) No problem. I was uh, nodding quite a bit. No, no, and and I I just, uh, I I really, I enjoy this work because you really feel like it's a commitment to the character. I and I just I I've often felt that about a lot of things about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, my third pick is uh, what can be just a dark movie that seems like it's very long, but in reality, it's not that long of a movie. It just seems long. It's um, Taylor. No. Oh, well, no, I think that one really is long, but that one doesn't seem long. So long. Oh, stop, man, man. What an attitude. What an attitude. Yeah. No, it's a it's a Charlie Hoffman directed movie, which is interesting because most of the time he writes such great stuff that's out there. But this one, he directed it. Uh, Charlie Synecdoche- Hoffman did. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he directed it. Yeah. Synecdoche. New York, and he plays yeah. Caden, and he's the main character in this one. And there's a lot of good. The um, the Diane Weist is very good in this one. Uh, I didn't pick this for one of my top three of her movies, but um, uh, Catherine Keener is very. Everybody in this movie is very good, but he's the one who's in it. It's his movie. He's in there, and this one, it's he just struggles through this movie he's um he's a director a stage director and he's trying to put on plays and he just keeps he just this thing never end his play never seems to end it literally goes on over the course of his life and they have to start swapping actors out sometimes because it's going on and then it's it's a and he's just he's He's just weighted down by this self-loathing, and it's it's incredible because you just see him. He's always he, like he's a, sometimes you swear he's hypochondriac, but he's not just a hypochondriac because sometimes he's actually <laughs> like tested by a doctor and oh no, you got this, and he's just like getting <laughs> My mom sick. Had me tested. Yeah, and he just seems to be getting sicker, and his uh, it's just his life seems to be spiraling out of control. Just like this, the play that he's trying to do, it just gets bigger and bigger and there's more layers and other people have to keep playing new people because they're involved somehow 
within the life of the play. Oh, it's crazy. But he's his name, he's plays the part of a guy named Caden. And he's um he's just amazing in this. It's not a feel-good movie. It's not one of those things at all, but he's just um he's he's just filled with like loathing and he just uh in a self-loathing. He just doesn't see, but he's he just tries to do this play. He wants to leave something behind as a testament to art. And uh, he, oh, it's amazing. It's this this movie's not for everybody, but he to me, he's great in this movie. Um uh and anyway, those are those are my Sorry. three picks. Um Big Big Lebowski, uh, Synecdoche, New York, Capote. And like I said, I didn't do Doubt, uh, Magnolia, uh, A Late Quartet, The Master, which I remember when that movie came out, that was supposed to be a, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, A a, a Joaquin Phoenix movie, because he has the lead. And remember watching the movie, he's okay, but Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie and he like takes all your attention away. And that's, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive from one that's supposed to be a, a Joaquin Phoenix movie. You know, he's the one who this, and, and he gets like all the attention pretty much. He's very, he's very good. So there's a bunch I couldn't pick. I, I, I do miss when, when I was watching some of these movies to kind of get, you know, to prepare for the show made me realize um, what a big void, at least to me, what a big void he's left behind. And and in this specific case, um, it's not like you say, oh, uh, Gene Hackman is getting older. Gene Hackman has retired. We will not see another Gene Hackman movie, but you've seen him get older. This was Philip Seymour Hoffman, somebody who's at the height of his powers, getting work all the time, doing a great job, whether it's a big role or a small role, and all of a sudden dies very suddenly and we've got nothing left. So, you know, we could go another 40 years and go, oh, would have been good to see what Philip Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman would have been doing at this point. So, yeah, um, I do miss, it could have been interesting to see him it would have been interesting to see what else he would have done. Like I said, I mean, I thought he was fine. <laughs> I guess um, nothing ever blew me away. I did like him in doubt. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I never, I never went like, oh, I got to go see this new Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. Oh. He was never, he was never that for me. See, he um, he was that for me. I I I loved his movies. I really did. Um, but in terms of like missing someone who was gone too soon, um, when you mentioned that uh, first one, I I'll be honest. First one I thought of was um, uh, John Belushi. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, um, that That's- that definitely musically, I would say Prince or John Lennon. Um, mm-hmm. John Lennon, I would have loved to see what he would have done. You know, if, you know, in the these forty years since he's been dead, um, I mean, considering that you know Paul McCartney is still touring, I mean, Jesus, can you imagine yeah. what Lennon would be doing? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but um, what other actors do you think? I mean, especially when they die young, that's what kind of sucks. So, yeah, you know, and, and Phoenix, it's 
Yeah, exactly. Stuff happens so fast and you're like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been, it, it's been a very long time now, um, whether or not he'd even still be alive now or, or continue. Uh, James Dean would have been interesting to see where he would have gone. Yeah. Um, a little later, but this definitely, uh, you know, they overlapped. Uh, Montgomery Clift would have been good to see a little longer with us. Yeah. And, um, you know, Sharon Tate. I'm sorry, say that again. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, she was she was at the cusp. She was like, you know, ready to explode. Poor thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so um, I, there are there are people you know who just as they as they age sometimes they slow down or don't want to work as much. But then there are those other ones that that kind of get uh, like a second career. You know, as they get older, it is, so it's kind of hard to tell with some people who when they leave us early, you know, like would this person have just done nothing more, or would this person have had like a great second act? You know, who knows? You know, yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to tell. Um, I'm trying oh, to yeah. now that it's now that tough. you're saying, trying to trying to think of you know other ones, but yeah, but, uh, nothing else. I mean, so many, of course, you know, that you can't think of when you're. You know, oh well, uh, what's what's um, uh, Heath 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 Ledger would have been a good one to watch. Heath to Ledger, yeah, more. that's a good that's yeah. a good example of that. Yeah, um, you know, I don't, so, I don't know. Brittany I'm, Murphy, Brittany Murphy, what? remember her? Yeah. Um, oh, what's Brittany his Murphy, name? she um, was great. Uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman is another one. Oh, he j- yeah, it just yeah. yeah, yeah. You know when you you know things things happen. Obviously, we, you know, you can't help it. But when you get somebody who's just, you know, in my estimation, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, Chadwick Bone, uh, uh, Heath Ledger, you know what I mean? Just like those three, for instance, Chadwick Boseman and Heath Ledger and Philip Seymour Hoffman, those three would have been very interesting to see where they would have gone. I think, you know what I mean? Because they were they were they were big deals and pretty much at the top of their game when they did die. Yeah. And yeah so definitely. yeah. Anyway. You never know. All right. Yep. So yep. that was um it was good. Yeah. 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 I kind of want to go back and watch um Talented to Mr. Ripley again. I like that movie. It's a very beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, there's there's some movie. there's some good uh a good, yeah. You know, I, I I used to call them like sneaky good movies or sneaky good actors. You go like, oh, this this is this is a really good movie. It's like, you know, because it's it's not hitting you over the head sometimes. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just good and it stands out and it has its own its own buzz without like. Sometimes you get that manufactured, you know, the Hollywood machine, and you get hit over the head over and over about, oh, gotta go see this movie or how great it is, you know. And like, okay, okay, I'll see the movie. Take it easy. Yeah. And then there are others that just stand on their own, and they're good. But uh, oh, I love this biz. You said it. This biz. 
It's biz. All right, folks. So you've uh, wasted another, I don't know, half an hour or so listening to us. Our foolishness. Um, thanks for um, listening to the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, hope you're digging the podcast format because, um, you know, that's just how we look best. And um, yeah. So I uh, hope everyone's um, staying cool or trying to in these crazy summer times. It yes. is um, nuts out there. So stay hydrated, stay in, don't uh, go do, go, go doing crazy stuff. So, um, we will, uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.